right, my talkers, let's get set and ready for hour one of Lori and Julia. It is Tuesday. Get rid of those terrible Tuesdays and let's have some fun. Thank you, Grant. Yes. All righty. Beautiful out today. Oh, I'm so glad the heat wave has cracked and we're having just some beautiful summer weather. Isn't I know. It nice? Kind of, yeah, it, it is. kind of is. It just it got is. to be too much. The, the humid, the humidity. Just, it just too many days of ninety. It was just making people cranky and upset, and people weren't sleeping. I mean, you and I enjoy. I the love heat, it, but like I, yeah, I know. Casey is such a happier man, and I think the majority of people are happier in the eighties. In Julia. the eighties, and there's mm-hmm. a rare few who really delight in the seventies. Oh, we work with some of those. Yeah, Donnie loves 70 degrees. That was his number. Yeah. Give me 70 degrees always. Always. And I'll keep it and keep it on. And Well, he needs to live in San Diego. That's where it is. That's where it 70 is. 70 degrees all the time. 75 Grant, and sunny. What's your happy weather button? Uh, I'm with him. I got a shirt on right now. University of San Diego. I lived there for eight years. If I could go to 75 and sunny with a little breeze off the ocean every day, I would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too cold for me. Well, I was out at the airport today and people... I'm traveling. Just, I will just say the airport is busier than a mosquito on a nudist beach. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe busier than a vampire at a blood bank. That place <laughs> is busy. If you're going to be traveling, you should follow MSP Airport on Twitter for the parking. I went out there for uh, my global entry interview. I signed up for that for international what? travel speeding up all the lines it's similar maybe to like getting a pre-check pre-check for international travel as a global traveler as you are as a global uh-huh. traveler grant i'm sorry about mm-hmm. it very fancy blah, blah. fancy mm-hmm. and i mean i parked so far away because a i didn't go to msp airport the twitter thing that shows you the parking it does tell you about parking okay uh-huh. and it was a lo- I got some exercise in today. So you got your steps. Got yep. my steps in. But, I mean, it was so busy. And then CBS this morning had a story. Um, and I had, had traveled to Chicago a couple of weeks ago. And I think we had like an 8 a.m. flight. So we just made ourselves be there by 6.15. Sure. And about five minutes after we got through TSA... It we turned around and now it's like almost quarter seven. It was it was like all of a sudden whoosh whoosh all yeah. these all these people. So uh, CBS uh, this morning had uh, just a thing on just some cases some airports TSA isn't fully up to staff. Right. There's all these different things about people are really traveling and getting out of town this summer, so here we go. Okay. American air travelers are hitting pandemic peaks, but across the country, there's proof of a security staffing shortage. It was long. It's slow. This is crazy. According to a TSA memo obtained by the Washington Post, 235 airports are currently understaffed, including some of the nation's busiest, like Boston Logan, Denver International, and Washington Dulles, with some airports short as many as 100 offices. Wow. So it's a long process in uh, getting an employee ready to screen passengers for their safety. Heidrich Thomas is the president of the TSA Officers Union and is skeptical the agency will hit its hiring target. So why do you think the TSA won't hit its benchmark? Uh, right now, there's not too many people applying for this job, maybe because of the pay. You know, they look at other federal agencies and compare the pay 
The TSA says it is, quote, well positioned to meet rising travel volumes and is on pace with established benchmarks to meet hiring goals. Now, part of its recruitment pitch includes a $1,000 incentive for new hires. And, you know, and people have forgotten how to travel. Okay. <laughs> people have forgotten how to do okay. many things in this year, year and a half of staying at home. So Driving. give us an example of what that means. Well, just that people forget that, you know, liquids are in a bag. Right. You can't bring water. If you're not TSA pre-check, um, don't wait until it's your turn to go through the you know, x-ray or whatever, the screening to start taking off your belt, the shoes that you're wearing, you know, that you're taking those off. Right. Just people have kind of just have forgotten. Yeah. They've just forgotten or they haven't traveled for a long time. Also, people are nervous and anxious when you see the line of people. I don't know if this next clip is giving the recommendation of what they're saying for this summer. Okay. For your, how how far you want to get right. I, also depending on the terminal you're flying out of too but you know terminal two here in minneapolis can be just as busy as one yeah i've seen that line be very long so it, i think you know mornings are always busier and then you know later in the afternoon your midday not so much but here we go yeah traffic too like you said i mean traffic now people aren't aren't used to it aren't realizing that there's as much traffic out there so they and get there they're longer, longer right, yeah, right just anxious and um Short-tempered. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. Let's see what they have to say. Over the weekend, passenger screenings at TSA checkpoints were at about 77% of their pre-pandemic levels, and it's only expected to push higher. The recovery in leisure travel demand is taking almost anyone in the airline industry by surprise. Travel industry analyst Henry Hardevelt says while more TSA staff are certainly needed, airline schedules are also part of the problem. You can only travel when the airlines have flights going. And if they have flights leaving at 7 in the morning and 7 p.m., then that's when you go. And guess what? If all the other flights are leaving at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., then there's going to be a bottleneck. Everybody just needs to pack a little patience as they go to the airport this summer. Preach. And to Mr. Hardeveld's point behind me, there was a very long American Airlines baggage check-in line. It's now uh, lowered as people head to the security line. Now, the TSA is uh, asking office staff to volunteer. They'll help direct traffic. They won't screen luggage. But they are offering existing security officers at these uh, short-staffed airports an extra 500 bucks to work overtime and on their days off. Uh, Mr. Thomas, the union rep, told me that... That well, is, that is the, is the that deal. Is a, well, yeah. and just today, because I was planning on driving to Montana mm-hmm. over the 4th, and just today, you know, we got our um, Sun Country information, and I, it's, you know, one way starting from $79, and I'm like, why am I driving? Why am I driving? So yeah. I just went to suncountry.com, yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to fly. This is ridiculous. But then I went to book a car. Yeah. Um, and, and Grant, you'll appreciate this. So for two days, I just put in like two days because I yeah. needed to drive to my sister's cabin, you know, mm-hmm. and then get back from there. $1,800. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two days. Because so many rental cars companies sold off maybe oh, their 50 or 60% of their fleet. When they weren't renting them out to right. bring in some money and yes. now everybody's jumping back in the bandwagon and there's yes. not enough cars to go so around. certain destinations yeah, are really I mean, inflated and at the airport they did in this story recommend if you're flying at a peak time and if you follow like MSPAirport.com mm-hmm. uh, but um, 
you might need to give yourself two and a half, three hours oh. to get through security. If you're not pre-check or clear or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. If you're just, just really plan because of how stressful to get there and, and then have that stress. You see the long line yes. and people get anxious. Yep. And at Minneapolis, at the Terminal 1, it's the two, there's, you know, two just points. the two, yep. the two far points. Mm-hmm. It has been my experience, and I've flown like three times in the last six weeks, that the... Go to the right. Go to the right. Go to that far. There's more check-in yes. lanes than there are on the Delta side, yep. on that gold side. Yep. That's just a little thing. But like if, seriously, two and a half, three hours if you're flying to peak yeah. time. And we always want people to fly some country, you know, but... yes. Southwest for the second day in a row has grounded all their planes. So if you are flying tomorrow or later today on Southwest, you might have gotten a notice, but you're going to need to. They have some gigantic computer outage. Oh my word! It's not hostage, is it? No, something crazy like that. No, it's a third-party weather app that's for some kind of intermittent performance. Can you imagine if you're the person in charge of that? Oh yeah. That's yeah. screwing up all of the flights and everything. Oh, oh yeah. that's a big darn deal. Absolutely crazy. So, and also, you know, everybody's out there, you know, really co- we're having a hard time with Uber and Lyft and what they're charging. Don't forget your taxis, people. It's Good old thing, taxis. Yeah. You, you can hail, take a taxi. I hail. I hail is an app. You dot com and taxis don't do surge pricing. So maybe support your local cab drivers because okay. people aren't going back to Ubering and lifting. Right. They've gotten other jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're able There's to, a lot of changes. People are changes. moving around in the world That's again. That's right. Yep. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Well, Julia, uh, the celebrity dating game, I was very curious to watch that. It followed The Bachelor last night, Bachelorette, excuse me, on ABC with Zoe Deschanel and, and Michael Bolton. I was very curious what Michael Bolton would be doing on the program. Um, be, I'm just going to show for anyone watching YouTube. He's... Um, well, he's morphed into Sharon Stone's sister. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Just a little bit. I yeah. really think he has. I mean, I th- really think there's... he has morphed into a handsome woman. Uh, yeah, he really kind has. Of. He has changed. If people saw it, I got a text from a Pookie, and she's like, "This is such." What do you call it when you're watching something train wreck, train wreck, enjoyable, like guilty pleasure? Like it was so stupid fun to watch because you just didn't know why we were here. Yeah. And why is Michael Bolton there? <laughs> and Zoe Deschanel tried her best. And, you know, the set was like a modern day glossy version of, of the, the dating, dating game. game, right down to the hippie flower right? thing. Uh, the first. Contestant was Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette. Right. And she has a boyfriend that she's obsessed about. So I don't know when they taped this. How do you know that? Go follow her on Insta. Oh, so do you, she has a boyfriend. Does it, it look like the person no, from the show? Okay. No, that's hysterical. No. Yeah. So we know that going in. And, okay. And I, I think, okay, this is a celebrity. Yeah. Hannah Brown. Okay, we're well, the using- celebrity is <laughs> very loose. It's very, very loose. And, <laughs> right. And uh, then the game. They had two contestants, and but Hannah thing- Brown and Nicole Byer. Byer. Yeah. The thing that that the, the thing that upset me the most. Okay, this ought to be good. Mm-hmm. The thing that upset me the most because I have 
vintage fondness for the dating oh, game. I oh, loved that show. I beyond. thought it was so fun. It was so fun. Contestant number one. Two. I loved, loved it. it. Loved I, it. Oh. And what do you do when you pick your bachelor? You meet him. You meet him. And they you, come out. And, and then, then, you, then the announcer says, you're going on a two-night, three-day, all-expense trip to Catalina <laughs> Island. That was the one I remember just thinking. Oh, all the time. That would be so all the fun. time. Mm-hmm. Or you're going on a helicopter ride and having lunch at uh, Santa Monica's shutters. Yes, you know, yes, some, yes, yes. Something local in LA. They had 15 seconds of ha ha waving at the camera. And there was no payoff. There was no date. We don't hear. There is no date. They might as well call it the game. The well, question game. Celebrity, there is no date and there is no celebrity. Right. You're right. And people watched it because the ABC won last night big time in the uh-huh. ratings because people did turn tune in for the Bachelorette okay, and then good. people stayed. They lost a little bit, but they had like over I think like two and a half million people watched the game. Yeah, the game <laughs> mostly called Celebrity, Celebrity Dating, Dating Game. game. Well, it was I thought it and was. And then Michael Bolton, his only oh. job was to sing. A song. A parody song. A parody song. Mm-hmm. One of his songs or a cover of a song that he does with clues so that the bachelors could maybe guess because they had no idea. Of course, they're guessing Blake Lively and, you know, real Rashida, celebrity um, names. Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones. I mean, they're, they're guessing. They're not celebrities. They, they bought the contestants bought into a celebrity part of that's it. That's right. So here's Michael Bolton singing his clue song for the bachelors on celebrity dating game. So they can maybe get an idea who is the celebrity. They mm-hmm. might win a date to nowhere with. Don't you know? <laughs> So many things, they come and go Like bachelorettes in Miss USA Okay. Just like the love she thought she found that day And I remember the windmill <laughs> Talking about that fire in her eyes And she's The Bachelorette, we get the windmill because she had sex in the windmill. We get the dancing. She danced for us when we needed her. I mean, really, if you weren't a Bachelorette fan, you would have no idea. They had no idea who she was. (laughs) And Michael was just sitting there basically like set dressing. And I just thought, here's the phone call to his manager. I'll do anything. Right. I'll do anything. I haven't been able to tour in a year and a half. I got a big overhead. Find me something. And Mm -hmm. they came back. Well, how would you feel about doing this? And he just kind of sits over there. And a little bit of me, I was like, there's something kind of Andy Warhol and also kind of Jeremy Irons from some yes. crazy show I watched on HBO or something. I it's, it's very, very but odd. I think, I wonder, do people like it? I thought it was kind of fun. I, I, you know what? I took a little quiz on TV line. Okay. Um, will you keep watching? I voted yes, oh, but 100%. I'm in a minority. Only 21% voted yes. Oh, really? It was almost 80% no. And then really? what grade did you give it? And I gave it just okay because, Julia, I... 
find it to be unsatisfactory as a viewing experience to not hear at least what the pretend damn date is. They could make up anything. 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 Right. on a bike ride in Marina anything. Del Rey, and then you're going, I mean, this, give us a date. And the people where the contestants should be single. Yes. True. I mean, that is a ripoff right there. <laughs> right. So I gave, I gave it a C. Just okay. 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 It got, oh boy, only 6% of people voted um, <laughs> that it was excellent. Only 7 okay. thought it was above average. 20% of us thought it was okay. 22% D and 45% gave it an F. Okay. All right. Well, they have a lot now, of... Iggy Azalea pops up next week. She is. And, well, this Nicole Byer, I thought she was funnier than funny. She was hysterical. Right. She's from Nailed It and... And uh, uh, Brooklyn 911. Right. She was hysterical. Yeah, I thought she, she had good energy. I mean, it was clever to have someone who had comedic presence yes. to be a contestant. And I felt a little bad for Zoe Deschanel because she just kind of had, like, deer in the headlights as she was reading her thing. But she was gamely... She was... Trying Enthusiastic. to do it, and, and Michael Bolton is sitting there, really like a wax man, just waiting to sing and waiting to find out is he a man? Yeah, well, he or is. is he an older sister of Sharon Stone? I don't know. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. All I can think about. Look is, at all the blush. I mean, look at that picture you're showing. Look at all the blush on his face. He yeah. has more makeup on than I do today. Yeah, he's he's very. Um, he's had. Uh, he's he's got he's a been plastic pulled. surgeon. That's right. He's sure. been pulled. All right. Well, anyway. when we come back. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, we've got a big bestseller on our hands, yes, and we're going to we talk do. all about it with a very popular person, Mary Dixie Carter. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. We've got a really great book to introduce you to. Uh, Mary Dixie Carter is joining us. She's written a very twisty psychological thriller called The Photographer. Mary, thanks for being with us. Hello, I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so pleased to have you. Okay, so, so Mary, give us a setup, setup for the, of the photographer, yes. please. So, Delta Dawn is the photographer, and she takes pictures of wealthy New Yorkers and their children. And at the opening of the book, Delta goes to the home of Amelia and Fritz Straub to photograph their daughter's 11th birthday party and she falls in love with this family and she becomes obsessed with this family and the book is the story of her trying to insinuate herself into the family and it's twisted Uh and it's obsessive and it's a thriller and it's a page turner so why (laughs) did you name the photographer it it really is mary um why did you name her delta dawn so, good question. Um, there are two things that, that played into that name. One is the lyrics to the song Delta Dawn that felt like the association that I have with those lyrics felt right for this character. Um, not in the details or the facts, but just the feeling that I have from that, from the Delta Dawn of the song. Um, And then the other thing is that I have this very uh, Southern name, and it's a double name, Mm -hmm. and it's unusual in um, Brooklyn, New York, and also in Los Angeles, and those are the 
places that I've lived mainly. And so it's, you know, people take note of my name and it's just different. And I wanted that same thing for Delta Dawn. I wanted it to mark her a little bit as being different, as being an outsider. And there are a lot of other ways in which she is an outsider, but that is just one more way is her name. Right. If you're just joining us, we're talking with, and we're talking about your name, Mary Dixie Carter. The book is The Photographer. It is a page turning. Is this your first book, Mary? It is my first book. Yes, I did write a novel that was not published. Okay. Um, and maybe it will be someday. Mm-hmm. But um, but I did learn a lot from writing that first novel. And um, and this is my debut. And it's really, really exciting. It is. I mean, I was excited. I read your book in two days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was so glad to have it <laughs> right. over a weekend. I read it over Memorial Weekend. And I was just like... It, I was just like, damn, I couldn't stop reading. And I am curious, what was there any one incident that gave you the idea to tell this story about? Because the photographer is a combo kind of. Well, she's narrating the story and she's very observant about the, you know, the people, the fancy people, the rich people that she photographs and just sort of the seemingly on the top perfection. But I'm curious where you got the idea to flesh this story out. Um, so I got the idea because I hired a photographer <laughs> myself to photograph my two children. And this was a few years back. My children are now 11 and eight. Um, so I hired a photographer and the pictures came back and they were really beautiful. And it was, she was obviously very talented, but the children's eyes in the photos were cobalt blue and they're not in real life. <laughs> and I said to the photographer, I'd like for my children's eyes to be their real color. And she said, there is no real color. And I was just struck by that, yeah. by the, Thinking behind that, by the point of view that goes with that, like there is no real color, Mm. there is no real anything, and this character really does a deep dive in that direction, which is, I make it what I want it to be. I edit the photo, I change Mm -hmm. it the way I think it should be, and then disregards completely the way it was in the first place, and it's as if that never even existed wow that's Um, interesting mm -hmm. it kind of butts up against social media about how you can change anything to be exactly what you want it to be because you can now exactly yes i i mean i i think that those that was all playing into my interest in this like presentation and presenting oneself a certain way and choosing the story that you want to tell and and kind of we don't even know what the real story is anymore we don't even know what the real image is anymore um and the the it was just it was just fascinating to me and so i really wanted to explore this woman's um this woman's journey and Mm -hmm. the way she views the world and um 
So she views herself, as I mentioned, as an outsider. She grew up uh, at Disney World. Her parents were janitors at Disney World. So she was sort of like there, but not really there, like not too much of a participant. And she feels like she doesn't have the right education. She's not as glamorous or as polished. She feels this way about herself, and it's sort of self-fulfilling that she feels this way because she actually is kind of, you know, polished. She's she's watched and listened and learned enough that she she does fit in, but she still feels that one-down feeling. And so she enters into this Straub home, and they're so glamorous, and they're so shiny and glowing and, like, everything perfect that she thinks you know, that she wishes she was. And she just, you know, she puts them kind of on a pedestal and Mm -hmm. she just wants to be them and be a part of them. And so her, you know, that's her goal. And I won't tell too much about how she goes about that because I don't want to spoil it. It's really good. This is a great book. It's the photography, if you're just joining us. We're talking with Mary Dixie Carter. and, And part of your name is your mom's name. Uh, That's right. Uh, Dixie Carter, oh. that we know we loved her on Designing Women. Julia Sugarbaker. Yeah. Do you know we, we, we invoke your mom's name here and there because we love that show so much and we really loved her. So, Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for saying that. Well, she was an amazing actress and an amazing woman. And, um, and I miss her terribly. Um, so I, I I wish she were here yes. now. She'd be so excited about this book. She'd be so, I think she'd be so proud of me and happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, she was, um, she was incredible. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that she we, is a force. we yeah. you know, because Hulu has uh, all of Designing Women and we started rewatching that that show was so amazing and i you lost your mom she was way too young and i just think you know i feel like in my head she was friends with all those ladies she'd be like so happy for jean smart and you yeah, know yeah. and your dear your stepfather hal holbrook you know you just lost him but we're we're big Big, big fans of uh, Dixie Carter, and every once in a while, we have a Julia Sugarbaker rant Moment. about something. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> we have them. We have them. Oh, my gosh. The show, the show really holds up. It I mean, does. Like, when you watch one of those episodes now, it's just... It, and 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 also strangely it's all it's all relevant again yes and and um they were talking about everything ahead of their time mm-hmm. you know it was always like really um they were ahead of their time and and so smart so funny so just like the four of them were amazing yeah mm-hmm. the blood with thomason oh, what an amazing talent yeah, she really well. I, you know what? I just think um, I know you're not done writing books, Mary, because you're having such great success with the photographer, and it really is a terrific book. But now I'm just wondering where your mind is going to take you for the next story, dear. Do you have an idea? Are you working on it? I am working on it. I um, I can't say too okay. much about it, except that the outsider theme 
is coming into play once again. Okay. okay. And it's in, in, it's in very early stages. I can tell you something else that's exciting, though, I, I, again, I won't be able to say too many details, but it is being adapted into a series, into oh. a television series. And, um, and uh, it has not been announced yet, but hopefully soon I'll be able to share some details about that. Okay. But I'm, I'm very excited about it, that as well. That well, is so awesome. And this would be perfect. It would be perfect. Yeah. And you know what your book reminded me of is when we read, and this would have yes. been eight or nine years ago, Carolyn, Carolyn Kepnes, Kepnes, her book, You. Yes. Yes. And Joe oh, Goldberg narrates that story and he's the stalker bad guy and of course that book was really good but then she's had all the success with you being adapted into a tv series i don't know it's an interesting place to come from from this outsider character i i like it very much and i know julia does too Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. I'm so pleased that you that you responded to it and that you you enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed writing it. It was really just a uh, a thrill to to write it. Yeah, and, and you're so your observations, you know, because even though the book is tense and kind of chilly, you're also there's some very good humorous storytelling with the observations that Delta Don makes and everything. So we appreciate that. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm so pleased you thought so. I, um, Delta Don, as you know, as much as she's uh, destructive and self-destructive and has tons of issues, I really think she's super smart and like, sharp as a knife and, uh, you know, can see a lot of different things. When it comes to herself, she doesn't Mm -hmm. see anything very clearly. But as far as the world around her, I think she's very, very observant. And so it was it then, was fun being in her head. Yeah. Oh, this was just, this was a big treat for us. And you can thank um, Kim from L.A., who we adore. She's great. Um, oh, I adore her, too. She's really, she's a great, she does great work for um, authors. So we're so excited to meet you, Mary Dixie Carter. The book is The Photographer. We have two copies to give away if people want to call us at 651-641-1071. Mary, what, what a treat. What's the last what, great yes. book you read? What's the last good book that I read? Yes. Um, I will say The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. Fabulous book. Someone else just told us that, Lori. All right, we got to get that one on our list. The Good Sister. All right, thank you. Yes, it's fabulous. Keep in touch and congratulations on your success. I love it. This will be such a great TV series, too. Oh, thank you both for having me. I'm I'm so thrilled to, to have have the chance to talk to you. Thank you. It's our treat. All right. Oh listen, we'll, we'll be right back with, uh, oh, who knows? It's a chef's surprise. Dynamite is how I would describe uh, the goings on on The Bachelorette last night. That was kind of a whoa episode. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Stephanie and Kristen, oh, our book club winners. Yes, you got the photographer. I did not realize that that was... Dixie Carter's daughter till I finished the book. Not that it would have mattered, but I finished the book and then in her acknowledgments. Right. She's like into my mother, Dixie Carter, who's always with me in spirit. And I'm like, and her publicist, I've become friends with in yeah. my new job. Kim this from past LA. Year. Yeah, Kim from LA. And she does, and that's her title. She's just fantastic. And she told me, I've got this great book coming out. I really think you'd love it. 
Dixie Carter's daughter. That doesn't mean anything, but it's really a great yeah. book. And blah, yeah. blah, blah, and I forgot to tell you that. But yeah. yeah. But don't get the audiobook. We don't know about the audiobook on this one. No, oh, I'm talking about, no, I'm listening to the audiobook on that other thing that's coming up. Oh, got it. Got it. I couldn't remember. Well, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. The when, voice. The voice. We've had this before with you where right. if you don't like the other. I, but I agree because someone talking in your ear, you know, is. It, I know someone is too popular of a person who's doing the reading because I think a lot of actors and actresses took to doing voiceover work for right. other people's jobs to in the past pay, years. Right? And so when they were working and I and mm-hmm. I hear a very distinctive voice narrating a book to me and I can't get over the fact that I know you from this, 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 and this. Don't you remember how much crap that we got when we started on the air? Grant, people actually would call and complain about, about our, our voices. pronunciation, our voices, our voices oh, every, I still how we get said it. Yeah. things. Milk. There's something going on at <laughs> milk. You say yeah, milk, milk, yeah. But we got so much crap. Yeah, it beca- it's just, I like your voice, but I don't like Lori's. I like your voice, versa. I don't like Julia. Donnie should just talk. He's got the best voice. Right. Isn't that the beauty of this business? business it's just constant fire but you learn to just kind of push it aside right i totally and and then you know then people even even if you are annoying if you do make someone laugh or feel like oh i can relate to that yes then the voice thing and the mispronunciation doesn't bother you as much like not that long ago maybe i don't know maybe like Eight months ago or something, we got a letter, really a nice letter, but it was a long letter about how we overused the word like and literally oh, right. and this and that yep. and everything. And it was two-sided, you know. And anyway, you know, and I just thought, oh, that lady didn't have anything to do. So she wrote us a letter yeah. and Julie and I read it and we laughed and laughed. But it was, but it was nice yet, but suggestive. Suggestive. And scolding. We were fine. getting scolded yeah. and we laughed about getting scolded. It felt kind of good. Yes. And that's the part that yeah. not everybody's perfect. So we can all relate to that. Cause yeah. I know I'm not perfect and I make, make a lot of mistakes on the air and I mispronounce a lot of things. And I think yeah. people can relate to that because not everybody's perfect. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's about that, but it is there. There is something about hearing the voices in your ear. Yeah. You know. And it's ruining the book for me because it's yes. the book that's going to be on Thursday and it's a hot book. It of is the a very summer. hot book. I it's can... a hot author, uh-huh. Jennifer Werner. Yeah. Werner. Terrible narration. Jeez, it pops the voice. Out. Okay. So let's talk about The Bachelorette real right. quick. Yes. So that came back. Episode two yes. and it's katie thurston and i do i do like her i do too i, I really I gotta do. admit and i'm not missing chris harrison at all in fact, i kind of like last night a, a f- breath of fresh air that we don't have to listen to his old uncle scholarly bs it's you fresh know? it's fresh it, it really is it's fun and i like taisha and caitlin the other one she's they don't need her they don't need her Taysha, they should just done her she's so she's great 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 and confident and yeah. smart they can get rid of caitlin if this is a tryout for those two yeah. taisha is winning hands down 100 a bubbliness to her that is, you can't make that up on TV. No, she's great. She's great. She's so great. anyway, uh, but Katie is down to what twenty three guys. Yeah, she's I'm dating? not getting. I'm not getting serious till we're down, Laura. But it's worth. It's kind of. I think. I thought it was good. I thought it was a fun episode. I thought. Uh, I felt. I, I, my heart went out to the bachelors who had to do the 
group date about what is sex and intimacy. Oh. And I mean, it was just like so right out there. Second right. time I was just kind of, I was like, that sounds like a little bit of hell. And it was the very first that's date what I mean, ever. the very first date. Oh, and they all had to say I what was intimacy was and, and perform. And yeah. then, but then again, That's we have good. a thirty-one-year-old virgin. Okay, that guy is giving me serial killer vibes. I felt so sad for him. I'm like, why would you go on this show and expose yourself? That's why they cast him. And this, he obviously, I get wants why they cast it, him, but, but why they, would he? he? He obviously wants to be there for a reason. I mean, you know, who, we had Colton was the Bachelor, and he they cast him, and he was a virgin and gay. Well, that was wrong. Okay, <laughs> in so, so many ways. Yeah, no, don't ever. Let yourself feel sorry for a second for anyone who's willingly chosen to be on a show. It was, it was, it was uncomfortable. I thought. Yeah, but he won the sex game night prize. The thirty-one-year-old virgin. She felt sorry for him. I don't think so. I think she was touched by him. Don't. So you got to get more practice at watching this show. I am so emotional. I'm such a. She's a good bachelorette because she is. She Cuts really, to the chase. She does. I like that. If you're going to mess around, you're out of here. I don't want to put up with it. If you're not here for the right reasons, go home. And, I like that. And I appreciate that the Bachelorette, they may have lost Chris Harrison, but we are not above or, or have stepped away from half naked men wrestling in mud for yes. over a belt buckled grin. I am, <laughs> I'm fine that they're continuing their sexist ways, yes. you know? Because uh, you, it's certain- what we sign up for with the, when we watch this yes. show. Basically, come on, basically, it's part of the deal. Even though I don't know that you would ever see The Bachelor having women doing that same same kind of thing. I don't. I don't know that they would do that anymore. I remember though, your dad. If it was Bike Week and Casey oh, and I, I were totally. in, Lori, I've been to this with my dad. We We'd go to the hot bikini contest. Well, not only we go to the. Um, Wet bikini contest, but a couple of years we went to mud wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Women mud wrestling. It seems um, like that seems so. No, it was terrible. But, but it where was, it even was? Oh it yeah, it was like beach. in kind it of was, a swampy it area was behind the a beach, bar. Behind I know. A bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but we laughed and laughed, and your dad would just say, "Would you look at how muddy they are?" <laughs> we go, yeah, oh. real muddy. Oh, God, we'd laugh with my dad. I remember hey. going, we went to a bikini concert with him. Con- contest. contest. Yeah. Catherine and I, and oh, mm-hmm. geez. Oh, yeah, and they, they just, wouldn't let people take pictures with them, but I would walk up to the ladies, and I'd introduce my father-in-law, whose birthday it was, and whatever. Oh, sure. I, that line worked forever. Geez, I was Maybe an just a wingman for your dad. So was I. Yeah. But, I mean, I wasn't uncomfortable the way you sometimes were. I had that one level removed. Right. So I could really, you know. Grant, my dad was a cat and a half. Yeah. Ah, like a cat and love a half. It. That's yeah. good. He had Have game fun. all the way to the end. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, he really Bravo. did. He did. It was he was but he was funny and fun. Exactly. Um, That's what just it is. Just be it. funny and fun. It yeah. was great. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and and hopefully delight. That's our job. Okay.